Welcome to episode 487 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station, along with the music that you hear at the beginning and end of every episode. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that, and I could especially use your help right now. Um, you can always share the show with others, rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Also, you can find um, paranormal fiction and nonfiction books that I've written over on Amazon. And I have a Patreon page where you can find extra content as well whenever I'm able to release it. I have one episode there right now, and uh, that, that content will always be available to all membership tier levels. So doesn't matter which one you pick. Uh, also, I have uh, links for donations, for one-time donations. Again, anything that um, I mentioned this other day, anything that uh, you all are willing and able to donate this month will go towards my trip to the Mid-Michigan Paracon. Um, help is never expected, but I always appreciate it as there are expenses, as I said, um, for whether it's an equipment or research materials or travel, like I just uh, mentioned there. Uh, as I will be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year. Uh, actually, it's in a month, just about. Uh, November 4th through the 5th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. And uh, that's going to be in, in Mount Pleasant, Michigan at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. And I'll be walking around listening to the presentations and, and uh, making re audio recordings of myself and anyone else who wants to join me talking about all things paranormal, uh, whether it's just uh, thoughts on how it all works uh, or stories of experiences. Um, and then I'll be sharing those recordings on shows once I get back home. So looking forward to that. And again, um, if you all would like to help with that, if you're not able to go, uh, I do know that I saw something online about tickets starting to run out. So if you're interested in going, please uh, look into that right away. And you'll find a link to the event on this episode description and all episode descriptions up until the event. Um, but also if you're, if you uh, maybe it's still a bit too, too quick, too much of a uh, short notice. And again, like like I said, if you'd like to help with the um, help with my promoting of the show and also the uh, the station, uh, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, uh, Trouble Minds Radio Network, um, you can send in uh, money through those donation links. And again, that will go for towards the uh, trip this year for sure. 
So um, I think that covers everything. And uh, again, I just wanted to point out help was never expected, but definitely always appreciated. So um, I think with that, I can get to the stories here and we'll go from there. Uh, really excited about this month being uh, October and getting closer and ho- closer to Halloween and uh, doing these extra shows uh, once one extra show per week, basically doing six shows a week. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it for to celebrate this time of year. So getting to the stories here, the first one starts off saying this. When I was around 15 years old, I had some strange paranormal uh, experiences. I remember a series of nights when a small, indescribable creature jumped up at the foot of my bed. The creature had a high-pitched voice, not quite a child's voice, but not quite an adult either. The creature asked questions throughout the night, particularly about my name. The creature remained in the same spot and appeared around the same time each night. Sometimes the creature asked questions like, Do you hear me? And are you tired? And trying to go to sleep. At first, I didn't respond to the creature, uh, to the creature's questions. Eventually, I replied, saying I didn't want to talk that night, and suggested talking another time. The creature didn't respond and remained where it was each time. Has anyone else had similar experiences? I still wonder what and who it was. My wife thinks it might thinks it might be a a fairy or fae, but based on what I've heard and seen, I don't think this creature looks like either of those. The oddest thing is that I can't remember exactly what it looked like anyway. And that's where that story ends. That is wild. Um, I don't doubt it, just because of so many stories. Of people having sightings of these creatures, people, entities that are are um, child size or, or or smaller, but they have they're sort of adult proportioned. They're um, built like adults, basically the, the body of an adult. Or they're again, I really wonder here. They met, they mentioned that this is a creature, um, and they don't really know what else. I'm guessing maybe if it was dark, then maybe they really couldn't see a lot. Uh, and then, of course, depending on how many years ago this was, that can help, that can have an effect as well on um, one's memory of an event and and of the way things look. I always say whenever um, I talk about my first experience with the paranormal that I can remember, it was with that um, basically just with my cousin when we saw the the head of an older woman, and uh, at at what used to be my aunt and uncle's house, his parents' house. And I remember the head, and I remember the face, and the the expression, and the glass, the glasses. I remember that she had white hair, and but I don't remember very clearly now at this point. I don't remember for sure what I what what um what color her eyes were, even though I have in my mind that they were blue. But I don't know that for sure anymore. And I think part of that is just because it has been. Over twenty 
25 years, almost 30, almost 30 years. So I think there are just some details that I, I really have no idea why. I don't think anyone does for sure. I have no idea why certain memories, certain details stick and others don't. But getting back to the story here, regardless of whatever name you want to put on whatever it was this person saw, it seems like this entity was very interested in, this, in the writer of the story and wanted interaction at the very least, maybe information. I don't know for sure with that. I'm guessing it stopped after a while, and that is good because it's not fun to be trying to sleep when you and then have something happen where you can't. Uh, I, I don't know. It is it is odd. The, the thing with the, the question about the name, because that's odd to me. Excuse me, because if you think about a lot of um, a lot of stories, especially when it comes to other darker entities, um. You hear often about how knowing the name of the entity gives gives uh, people gives someone else power over it, and I wonder if there's some kind of reverse situation, or if that applies or can apply in certain cases. Um, I'd be curious to know uh, how persistent this creature was about knowing the name of this this the writer there. Um, and maybe the the fact that the writer never really gave up gave up their name is what led it to go away. I don't know for sure either way, but that is an odd detail and could be important. Could also not mean much of anything. That's what's so hard about these stories. So, uh, but it's amazing that this happened, and I'm I'm glad that nothing else happened besides that. I mean, I'm glad it didn't do anything else. It didn't come at the person. Uh, just wanted to talk and or ask questions apparently, and that does that does sound like it, it was more interested in asking questions and not really uh, providing any information uh, on its own. So uh, I, I wonder what that means as well. But uh, moving on to the next story here, let me just check on everything, and we'll go from there. All looks good. Okay, so. Uh, moving on to the next story here. Uh, once I find where it's at. Okay. Uh, this one says, I grew up in a house outside of London in the UK. It was built at some point during the 1960s or 70s. The house had, a creaky, had, had creaky floorboards. It also had very little carpet. When I was around 10, I saw a man in the middle of the stairs. He resembled my dad, but in a raincoat, in a raincoat and carrying a briefcase, walking up the stairs. I went to hug the figure, but found no one there. My mom confirmed that my dad wasn't home at the time. The incident was something uh, somewhat unsettling, but nothing else happened. For a time after that. When I was 18, I got a call from my mom about banging on the front door at 3 in the morning. My mom saw a person with a bag through the frosted glass panels of the front door and assumed it was me. But then she realized the person was taller and had a different build, wearing a raincoat. 
the person disappeared when she went back to check they're back to check my brother uh, skeptic also had an encounter with a man in a raincoat and a briefcase at the top of the stairs the description matched what my mom and I had seen we still don't know who this man was we couldn't find any records of deaths that had happened are taking place in the house. My mother passed away in 2020, and the house was sold, leaving me to wonder if the mysterious man is still there or if he moved on as well. So that's the end of that story. Those are always amazing when you have multiple people having different sightings of what appears to be the same figure. And I just think that's that's indication that there's something going on there. Um, just uh, what? I don't know. But some kind of figure that it was seen by three different people three different times. <clears throat> uh, it's odd that the second time there was banging on the door. I wonder if that was the figure or if it wasn't. If the mom saw this figure actually banging on the door. Or if she heard the sound first and then came to look and then it stopped and then she saw the figure. Uh, because then how do we know for sure that the figure was the one banging on the door? Sometimes I wonder about that too. I've heard, a story, heard stories of people who have been woken up by voices telling them to wake up and get up and go uh, check on the door, go do this or do, do that. And they would do that and then they would find that someone was trying to break in or there was a there was a, a fire or an intruder looking to get into the house other stories i've heard of uh from before uh before from different shows and <laughs> excuse me reading different things i've, I've uh, found stories about people who say they uh they saw an intruder or someone that was coming towards their their home and then all of a sudden something happened uh, they maybe they saw someone else or they heard a sound and then this intruder just took off as if they were totally terrified by something unknown or someone unknown so i wonder if that banging was to get um it was basically someone actually trying to get in in this case and in, in, into that house uh, the writers basically the family house and then this apparition appeared and scared them off uh, i don't know uh, because if it was this apparition banging on the door, then you have to wonder again as well, why? What's going on there? So, of course, as usual, nothing but questions, but that's okay. Um, it's it's amazing. It's fun to consider the, the different situations and how um, things may have played out to lead to where the story is, what we actually have in terms of the, the record of the experience, and trying to decide what seems maybe more or less likely. And uh, I always enjoy that part of the, the process of uh, checking out these stories. So going on to the next one here. Let's see. Okay, this one says, the home that I bought and moved into a couple of years ago dates back to 1905. Since moving in, I have heard faint music coming from the walls at night, sometimes. 
The attic is terrifying to me, but that is mainly because of an intense fear of the dark on my part. No one else can hear the music, and it changes nightly. While renovating the house a few months ago, I removed the flooring, revealing the original floor beneath it. I heard an old folk band every night for a week after that. Tonight, it sounds like a piano medley, 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 I can see the word, is being played. The music genres vary, but it is always just uh, too faint, just a little bit too faint for to hear lyrics or singing. Other than uh, pre-existing problems with, with my hear, my earring, hear, earring, hearing, I have no idea how to explain this. And that's where the story ends. Um, I wonder, now they say no one else hears the sounds, but also it doesn't sound like they, the writer there doesn't sound like they're, they have anyone else living there with them. So on the one hand, I could see someone skeptical, maybe just trying to write that off as like what the writer said, either hearing problems or, um, or of course the obvious go-to for some people would be some kind of a, uh, maybe a mental illness. But uh, I also think that sometimes the paranormal can uh, make itself known or people can sense the paranormal. Um, and then other people in the same area maybe cannot. So I don't automatically go towards uh, hearing, hearing difficulties or, or anything else like that, anything biological. And besides that, I think it's always amazing to consider the possibilities of how is this person, how is this writer hearing all these, uh, this music and where is it coming from? If it's not just from their, their own, their own senses or their own mind. Uh, also the fact that the music changed, uh, after they basically took off a more, a more recent part of the floor and, and revealed the older floor. I wonder, um, if that that was sort of if that triggered some kind of uh, change in the energy in the place, I don't see why it couldn't. Um, so I wonder if they keep on doing more innovations, what that will do. Uh, it doesn't sound threatening. The, the writer didn't say they were being driven mad or anything like that by the music, so that's good. Um, though I could see how it'd be really annoying after a while. But um, if it's quiet enough, then I guess maybe it wouldn't be too bad. But that is, I've never heard of just constant. doesn't sound like it's constant during the day, but maybe at night. That's an odd thing for that to be happening. Uh, I don't know if it's just echoes from different time periods. Or uh, as far as the music goes, that the people were playing, people were playing there. Uh, I, I, that wouldn't surprise me if, if that was the case. Every once in a while. I feel like I'll hear music around here and I can, it sounds like it's coming from within this apartment, but also extremely far away. And it's really odd. It's not too often. I've only had it happen a few times over several years, but so I can kind of get what the writer's talking about there. And you hear that with voices too, in some cases where it'll be a shout or a scream that people will hear in, in more um, terrifying cases. And it's, 
it seems like it should be a lot louder than it is. And the people can hear it perfectly. But also it sounds like it's both right there and then really far away too. And I don't know if I don't know what exactly causes that, but I, I just know I've heard of that in a lot of cases over the years. So um I think that's uh part of all of this, whatever it is and however it works. So I think we have time for one last story here. And then we'll stop for the night. This one says, I work at a uh, juvenile det detention center. When I first came here, I heard a rumor of a woman that was buried under the facility's foundation, though no one knows if this is true. I was talking to a resident one day when we both heard three distinct taps on a cell door. The cell was empty. The previous occupant had left earlier that day. Another resident, another resident in an adjacent cell said that they heard similar sounds, but they were knocks. I shared the experience with co-workers in the control, room, in the control area. During the evening, while with another resident, one co-worker and another resident both heard the same three taps on the glass of a door. Has anyone else had similar experiences? And that's where that story ends. So many stories about tapping and knocking over the years. That seems to be fairly common. Um, and if you think about, unfortunately, basically a, a place like that where it's sort of a, a holding area for people, younger people, and then all the energy people have and can generate no matter what. And then you factor in supposedly um, people when they're either a little kid or even in their teens, I've heard, can also generate a lot of energy that can then manifest things and or be used by other entities to uh, provide uh, or to make paranormal activity. That wouldn't surprise me that there's something going on there. Uh, I'd be curious as to what else may have happened there before as far as other activity, if there, was, if there ever was any other activity, uh, if there was any more after that, if it ever did anything else besides the tapping or the knocking. Um, if not, then it could just be one or more uh, entities or people uh, trying to get attention for some reason. But without much more than that, maybe they're, they're even talking and just the people there can't hear them, so they try whatever they can, and this is what manages to get through to people. I don't know. But, yeah, that's a really... Not that it's common in every case, but there are a lot of cases of that kind of a thing happening. That kind of a knocking or a tapping on things in a location. And uh, the varying degrees of it, so it's it's hard to know what's going on with that. Uh, I've heard that just on its own in, in cases. I've even heard that in my apartment here and there. I've also heard of that being sort of the start uh, to activity or to uh, activity ramping up in locations due to various factors. So 
hard to know, but um, that's all the time we have for today. And uh, thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.